today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. A relationship system is a system that keeps Jesus as the main focus. This system joins sinful man with his creator. This system adopts you into the family of God where you become a child of God. This system allows you to communicate with God like a friend. This system allows you to call God Daddy. Religious systems do not work this way. It does not work this way. The system pulls you away from God. At the heart of every one of us is a desire and need for authentic relationship. Today, Pastor Eric warns us to be on guard against religious systems which are products of man and will come to nothing. Jesus offers you a relationship by allowing you to become a child of God, to know Him and be known by Him. Well, let's join Pastor Eric in the book of John chapter 10 with today's edition of Grace to the Hearers. You guys get the picture already. The church is very active and Christ is giving them that he sees this activity going on within the church. He says this though in verse 4, Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to, give to eat from the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So here we see that this church was very active. And I can imagine this church today, very busy in the works in the name of Jesus Christ. Very outgoing, very focused going on. They've got the greatest events going on. You've got VBS, you've got outreaches left and right. You've got uh, just ministry opportunities happening. This place is flourishing. But yet, nevertheless, I have a problem Jesus said. And that problem is what, church? You have left your first love. And that love is Jesus Christ. They left the focus. And Jesus encouraged them by saying, go back to those first works. What was the first works? Believing in Jesus Christ. Placing your faith in Christ and letting him be your dad, letting him be your Lord and Savior and guiding you through the life. Not making it about the church and the activities, but making it about Jesus Christ. Pretty amazing. Leaving our first love. And God really challenged me as I was reading uh, Revelation 2 and just challenging my heart. Eric, have you left your first love? Because let me tell you, as a pastor, it is easy to get caught up in the works. It is easy to get caught up in the works. It's a battle. And you guys can be praying for me in that, that I continue to remember who my first love is, and that's Jesus Christ. It's before all the ministries, all the things that happen here, all the mission trips, and yes, my heart is to go and to do do all these things and to reach out to the community that God has placed us in. But the moment that I lose my first love, then it's for nothing. As it says in 1 Corinthians 13, you can do all these things. You can have the gifts of the Spirit, but if they're not done in love, they're like a clanging cymbal, okay? 
And so this morning, I really believe that the Lord is challenging our church. Are we maintaining, are we keeping our first love top priority? Is he the top priority of this church? Is he the top priority of you? Because you are the church. Not just this building, not the congregation of the people. It's the individual. You are the temple of God. You are the church. Have you left your first love this morning? If so, just as Jesus was crying out to the church in Ephesus, repent. And once you repent, you will have that goodness uh, from the tree of life in the paradise of God. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing that God is so gracious, isn't it? Because there is times, there are times when we can be so focused on ourselves that we move away from our first love. But yet God is so gracious and he is merciful and he is there encouraging us and wanting us to come back to him. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. So following after religious systems will leave you empty and ultimately it will destroy you. Just as Jesus said, the robbers who came before me, you know, those thieves, they come only to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's exactly what religious systems do. They come in and they steal, you know, kill and destroy. And when it came to religious systems, the Apostle Paul was a great example for the church today by standing up against the religious systems. In fact, he had to confront his brother Peter. Now we're all familiar with Peter, and if you're not, Peter was one of the 12 disciples. One of the 12 disciples that was very outspoken. In fact, he walked on water, okay? He was very bold, and sometimes he didn't have a filter on what he said. But yet, Peter, after Christ had ascended into heaven, Peter and the rest of the apostles in Jerusalem were following back into the religious systems that Christ came for to deliver from. And so Paul, being an ex-religious system member, filled with the Holy Spirit, confronts Peter And he says to him in Galatians 2.21, he says, I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. I mean, this guy's passion, intensity in that conversation. Can you guys just feel the tension in the room and the heart of Paul just beating with the grace of God, longing for his brother to turn away from the religious system? He's saying, you know what, Peter? If the righteousness of Christ came through the law, if the righteousness of God came through the law, then Jesus Christ, the one that you saw on the cross, he died for nothing. If you were Peter, to tone it down, if you were Peter, what would you be thinking? What would you be feeling? Here, you already denied your Savior three times. Yes, Christ restored him, but then you slip back into this mentality of, works-based religious system, I'm sure the man was crushed. It doesn't say. But for me, if I heard that, if I was confronted by a brother and said, Eric, you're going back into the religious system. You're leaving the grace of God. That would humble me. That would break me. And I would probably cry because it would pain my heart so bad because I don't want to take advantage of the grace of God. Imagine the pain in the heart of Peter. But yet it was done in love because Paul loved Peter so much that he did not want to get tangled. He didn't want Peter to get tangled up in that religious system anymore. This morning, I would encourage you, church, do not forget forget your first love. 
The time that you and I live in is growing dark. There are many religions, religious systems being introduced in the churches today, and people are leaving their first love. They're leaving the first love of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is not a religious system. Jesus Christ is not a religious system. If you think like this, then something has gone wrong. Something has gone wrong because Jesus is based on a relationship system. A relationship system is a system that keeps Jesus as the main focus. This system joins sinful man with his creator. This system adopts you into the family of God where you become a child of God. This system allows you to communicate with God like a friend. This system allows you to call God daddy. Religious systems do not work this way. It does not work this way. The system pulls you away from God. The religious system has you as the focus. This system makes you feel that you are a slave and that it makes you feel that God is far away from you. Gamaliel, a religious leader, said this about a religious system to those in leadership concerning the time that Peter and John were on trial in the book of Acts. He said this to his fellow religious leaders. He said, And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. And that's exactly what happens to religious systems. It is of man and it will come to nothing. It might not come to nothing right now. It could be 50, 80, 100 years, whatever it may be. But eventually it will come to nothing. It will come to nothing. Religious systems are a product of man and they will come to nothing. Now the relationship system with Jesus, it will never stop. It will never stop. He went on and said, Gamaliel went on and said this. He said, but... If it is of God, you cannot overthrow it. Lest you be found to fight against God. Isn't that amazing? I mean, so you look at these religious systems that are focused where on man, they will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you're not going to be able to stop this thing. You know, because you're going to be fighting against God. And good luck with that. Uh... Man, good luck with that. Jesus said in our text, I have come to give them life, and that they may have life more abundantly. Man, the heart of the Savior, the heart of the Messiah, the heart of Jesus Christ is to save. Guys, do not leave your first love, because he hasn't left you. So how do I not leave my first love? Well, number one, understand you have a relationship. This is the biggest thing. This is the biggest thing that I believe that is, could be a hindrance within the church today. You have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Relationship. Two coming together. <laughs> you have this relationship. You have this relationship once you place your faith into that relationship. Into Jesus Christ. Relationship means where two are connected. To understand that, to just chew on that for a second, that when you have that relationship with Jesus, that you are connected to him. Beautiful, isn't it? That you're connected to Jesus. 
You're connected to him. Number two, partake in the relationship. Now, if you're married, (laughs) you have a relationship. The two are connected. And you don't don't partake in that relationship. That marriage is going to stink. You know? There's going to be tension. There's going to be division. And ultimately, separation. God has given you a spouse. Interact with them. (laughs) Love them. Encourage them. Pray with them. Walk with them because you two are connected. And the marriage is a great great example of Jesus Christ and the body, the church. He wants that interaction with you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to know your problems. He wants to know the good things that are going on. And he has good things to tell you. But oftentimes we're just yapping our mouths about the things that we want. The things that we're complaining about. Imagine if that was the only thing coming out of your mouth to your spouse. Man, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Oh, man, I got a backache right here. Or, oh, my my leg hurts. Or, uh, what do you think about this? Oh, can you do this for me again? Guys, the point is, is that Jesus wants that relationship. He wants you to speak, and he wants you to listen to him. Meaning that we need to change our focus from ourselves And go from self to selfless. Go from self to selfless. Wanting to please him. Then we see back in our text, verses 11 through 18, Jesus explains why he's the good shepherd. He explains why he is. And Jesus says that he is willing to die for his sheep. Versus a hireling, Jesus says that these guys, they don't care about you. He tells the audience that a hireling will depart and leave the sheep when danger presents itself. Why do they leave? Because they don't care about the sheep. They're just there for a job. But Jesus Christ is more than just coming in for a job. He's coming in for the relationship. He's coming in for the long, long-term commitment, which is eternity. No matter what we have done, he is there, willing to forgive us, to embrace us, to encourage us. And when trouble comes towards us, that he is going to be there to fight for us. He's going to stand for us. He's going to represent you. He's going to fight for you. So again, Jesus is pointing out the flaws in the religious systems. Hirelings might say they care for you, but when the water gets hot, they bail out because they're focused upon themselves. Jesus, on the other hand, is fully committed to his sheep. He says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And if that's not good enough for you to understand and to believe how this goodness of God is, check out Psalm 37. It says this, For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved, what? Forever. Truly, Jesus is the good shepherd, isn't he? Truly, he is. Therefore, do not put your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. Put your trust into Jesus. Put trust into him. Put trust into that relationship system. Well, you guys, Jesus goes on and explains that he would give up his life. And sure enough, he did, didn't he? 
He gave up his life. Jesus speaks about how the Father knows him and he knows the Father. And because of this, he will lay his life down for the sheep, for his sheep. Jesus understood that the Father's love for man, that God loved man so much. He loves man so much. Jesus Christ understood and he understands the love of God that he has towards mankind. He understands it so clearly that he was willing to lay down his life to join man to God once again. Because there was that separation when sin came into the world through Adam. And it's actually amazing how much Jesus understood the Father's love. He understood it so much that he tells the people that there are sheep not of the fold, meaning those of the Jewish descent. There are sheep outside of this fold, you guys. That's what he's communicating. There's sheep outside of this that I must go and get. He understood God's heart. He understood that it didn't just stop with the Jews, but these of the outside of the flock was referring to us as Gentiles. He must get. Did you guys see that in the text? I must get. <laughs> I must bring. I must bring. Verse 16. I must bring. I must get. Jesus, you guys, is speaking about you right there. Do you see the love of God? Do you see the love of God that he has for you and all mankind? Jesus must bring you into the fold. Now do you see the importance of Matthew 28, the Great Commission? Jesus is out to complete the mission of his Father. He must get the sheep and get them into the fold. He must. Jesus said this in Matthew, you guys. For the Son of Man has come to save which, which was lost. What do you think if a man has, has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains and seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Even so, it is, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. You think of those ones that are straggling off in the mountains, the ones that society casts out. You know what? Jesus Christ cares for them. He cares enough for you and me, and maybe you're the one who is lost. Jesus loves you, and he is seeking after you, and he's searching for you. God does not want one to perish. And so to solve this problem, God has sent his good shepherd to find you. Jesus is looking for the lost, and he must bring in those who are lost. Why? Because for the Son of Man has come to save which is lost. Why? Because the Son of Man, his mission is to come to save which was lost. And this is his job given by the Father. And that job is to save the lost. Are you one of those sheep that Jesus is looking for today? If you are, then know that Jesus is on a search and rescue mission for you. There's no coincidence that you are here hearing that he is searching for you this morning. He is looking with intensity because he is fulfilling his Father's will. Intensity, 
God has sent him to find you. And to understand that God loves you so much that he, he has that agape love, that sacrificial love, that he sacrificed his own son so that he can find you, so that he can have you for eternity. That's how much he loves you. That he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come after you who were lost. And let me tell you, you are not alone. We've all have been lost. Some of us have been found. And let me tell you, it's a wonderful thing to be on place on the shoulders of Jesus Christ, getting taken into the fold. It's an amazing thing that takes place, a thing of peace and happiness, and, and finally, no more abandonment because you have a relationship with God. Are you one of the sheep that Jesus is looking for? Do you want to be found? Do you want to be found? If you want to be found, then you just cry out. You call out for Jesus, and he will get you to safety. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10.13 Fellow man, the days of you being lost can be over today. No more loneliness. No more guilt. No more Fear of abandonment. Once you call out to Jesus, he will respond. You will be completed. You will have forgiveness. You will have purpose. You will have peace. You will have joy. And you will have a future. You will have God's promise of eternal life. In our text, Jesus proclaims that his death and resurrection. See, when you call out For Jesus, he will save you through his blood that was shed upon the cross. Do you want that relationship system? Cry out and be covered in the Lamb's blood. And the very second that you cry out, guess what happens? The relationship system starts. I just want to encourage you, man, keep praising God. Keep building that relationship with him daily. Praying to him, talking to him. Often my prayer life is just like talking to my wife, you know. I'm just talking to her. That's how I talk to my, to my Savior. Just talking to him. God, you know, what do I do? What happens now? And I think the most challenging thing that God has really challenged me in my relationship is I need to listen. I need to listen. And maybe this morning God has checked your heart and he has said, to you, you know what, son, daughter, I want you to return to your first love. You've been away, but I'm calling out to you this morning. I want you to return to your first love. If you have that relationship system going, again, guys, keep pressing daily into it. Keep keeping your eyes on Jesus Christ because the world is getting dark. And we know that with that darkness comes the return of our Lord and Savior. Praise God for that. But may our hearts be like Christ, fulfilling the work of his Father by saying, I must get those who are outside the fold. Not by your strength, but the strength of Jesus Christ that is in you. Pastor Eric Kluth's message today gave us a greater insight into the incredible life that Jesus led in his time here on earth. His life and death are the basis of the Christian faith, and we hope you've been encouraged in your faith by what you heard today. As we close this edition of Grace to the Hearers, 
we'd like to tell you how you can receive a free copy of today's message. Simply send an email to info at gracetothehearers.com and be sure to include today's date and where we can send you a CD. You can also call us at 520-723-7047 to speak to us in person. That number again is 520-723-7047. Be sure to visit our website as well to discover more about Grace to the Hearers, Pastor Eric, and what our goal is with this ministry. We'd also like to ask that you consider partnering with us in prayer as we continue to expand this ministry. Grace to the Hearers and other ministries like it are valuable tools that God is using to further His kingdom on earth. And we feel that God is calling us to reach more and more people with this broadcast. Would you join us in praying for this ministry and the people who are hearing Pastor Eric's messages? We are incredibly blessed to be able to share God's Word with you already. And we would be honored to have you interceding for us as well. From all of us on the broadcasting team, we want to say thank you for listening today. Join us again as we continue our deeper look at the book of John, next time on Grace to the Hearers. 